part of BlindsidePods.com. Hey there, this is Mark Moroso Jr. I was calling first and foremost to say thank you very much for taking it easy, easy on me the other day. I think the Twitter people are really going to start to like me. Thank you. But on another note, I don't know if you saw Kirk's Periscope today. And I gotta say, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks to you guys. There is no show. There's nothing now. I hope you're happy with Dave Cullohane and his stupid good looks and his stupid brain and his stupid ownership of a show. But it's back to the Hillman show on my daily day for me. And you better, you better leave me alone now. I won't be coming on your show every month. Because there is no show to report on. Welcome to a super fan roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menafan Show. My name is DEC and I can't spell. Our guest is not as I spelled it, it's Jermaine Wiggins. Wiggy, what's going on? Yo, what up, boys? What's good? It's great to hear you. You're now our you're now our favorite tight end who works at WEEI. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, you know, I was there before Christian got there, uh, so I helped with the first Super Bowl. Nice. I think the, the original is always better than the sequel. That's what uh, you know. That's what they tell me. Hey, Wiggy, I got a question for you. Go ahead. What does Tom Brady smell like? <laughs> <laughs> smell like Stetson cologne. That's what I remember. Is that what he wears? Stetson cologne. That's the expensive stuff. Uh, you know, back in the day, that was uh, you know, that was the the big thing that he was uh, you know, obviously rocking as far as endorsement. So uh, Tom Brady, uh, I guess he smells like a a good man. Smells like smells like money. He's a big time quarterback, right? Yeah, he's done a few things in his career. Is he a big time below the belt as well? Uh, I don't know, man. Oh, oh go give me oh, that. You on. know. Let me let me tell you something right now. You we know. Had, we had one rule. Eyes up in the shower. You wouldn't know if I had a suit or if I was butt naked from the neck down. Eyes up. You don't think that you played with any uh, any uh, men of the homosexual persuasion, any reamers on your team? I mean, I think there's probably, you know, there was probably some, but they didn't let nobody know. But that was just... Uh, you care to share who those are? I don't I know anybody. I have horsed around with kids. I, <laughs> I have showered after workouts. Yeah, I didn't know. It wasn't nobody out when I played. Put it like that. I don't think that you went to Penn State. Why are you playing that, DC? <laughs> Do better. Do better. I'm a, I'm a bulldog. You're offending our esteemed guests here. By the way, you have bulldogs or pit bulls. I got. I just. I want to be clear for Larry and Newburyport. I got the greatest uh, breed of dog in the world, pit bull. Okay. That's well, the greatest breed. Okay. Oh. Hey, I have no problem. That that man, John Dennis, may have some problems. So so you're hey, already my friends. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Uh, we've got Ken Laird actually here uh, in the background doing the drops for you. So you should feel right at home. We've got every single uh, Kirk and Callahan drop known to man on here. So mm-hmm. anything that you need, um, just feel free to say it. We're here to make you comfortable. The last thing that we want to do with you, Wiggy, is have a, you know, a confrontation or have any uh, any sort of compelling content. We just really want this to be <laughs> a a sort of back and forth free flowing free form conversation I, I, that's I exactly did you listen this morning did you listen I, to our show i listened to the last one i listened to was your recap for when kirk did the um the periscope the first go round when he was in there on the floor and that, <laughs> that kind of thing i listened to that one and you had uh what was the producer's name on? Colonnade. Dave Colonnade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to that one. That was the last one I listened to. Yeah, he's really boring. <laughs> yeah, he is kind of boring. I guess that's why that show didn't work. 
<laughs> so we've got a lot to get into here, but we also have uh, our guest, Blind Mike, who I want you, I want to to say hello to you, Blind Mike. Uh, hello. Do you, do you have? Uh, do, is there anything that you would like to say to Wiggy? Well, I guess I have a couple questions. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, are were you told? Uh, th- there's a rumor that uh, WEI people aren't allowed on this show or my mm-hmm. show, Trash Talk. Do you know if that's true? And uh, were you told that, or did you just ignore it? No, I wasn't told anything, so I have no nobody ever told me anything. So. Do you know if other people are not allowed to come on the show? I don't think so. I mean, I heard the show that you did with uh, Rich Keefe. Okay, that was my next question. Yeah, I heard that show. I think you were in that day when they brought it up, and I noticed like they brought up that Rich Keefe talked about Kirk and Callahan's ratings, and then it kind of got pushed aside, and they never really addressed it again. Did I anyone? I, I don't think I was in on that show. I wasn't in that day. But okay. I remember, yeah. I no, there was there was a day you were in. They were talking about it. Right. I cut up a whole bunch of audio. It was yeah. The day he and said I wondered this. if anyone told you that they weren't allowed to talk about it. No, nah, I ain't never heard nothing like that. You know, really? Yeah, but then again, I ain't full time, so they don't tell me nothing. So. Okay. Because they right. teased it for a while, and then all of a sudden, they never got to it. Yeah, right. I, I, I thought it was a good show. I mean, I heard you guys talking about the whole, you know, ratings, and and you know, Keith was like he didn't really know, you know, know how they. Uh, Kirk and Callahan were doing in the ratings, so yeah, I mean, I, I heard the show. I thought it, I thought it was a good show. Did you, you ever Keith bring it up to Keith? Uh, no, nah, I mean, because what am I going to bring it up to him for? Yeah. You know what I mean, it, it, it makes me no mind. Never mind. You know, I'm like I'm like everybody else. I was a fan of Kirk and Callahan uh, for a while. You know, I liked what, I liked what they did. I had called in plenty of times to get on the air and you know to 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 kind of give my opinion on some shit that I wasn't really a fan of what they were talking about, but. What do you think of uh, Joey Zambrano? Does he treat you nice because you're an athlete, or does he uh, treat you like a, an asshole like everyone else? Yeah, listen, Joey treats me like uh, <laughs> he treats me like like a god, man. He treats me good. Of course, I, he I, does I, play for the Patriots. <laughs> but 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 do you do you get the criticism of, of Joey in terms of you know the, his some of his his snake like tendencies or, or well, no? See, I don't. I haven't had any experiences with that, right? So yeah, you wouldn't though because you're you're an athlete though. Right, but, you're an athlete. But, but let's say this: take all the athlete shit out of the way, right? I'm a fan of the show, right? I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold the profanity, Wiggy. Okay, so I'm, just, take, I'm, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking. Yeah, I know with you. that. So let's take all the shit out of the way, right? I've listened to the Kirk Callahan show when it was in existence, right? And like I yeah. said, I was a, I was a fan of of some of the stuff that they did. You know, some of like the the um, investigative. The, yeah, like some of that shit was boring as fuck to me. That that's oh, you boring. thought the Colin shit was boring? <laughs> I, I thought it was like initially okay, I'm cool with it, but then like it was beating a dead horse. Like what? You're not a big reader, right? You don't no, like to it, read? No, it ain't got nothing to do with reading. It's just, to me, I find it's boring. You know what just I mean? It wasn't your thing. Yeah, like, I like Eddie Murphy. You might like Jerry Seinfeld. So, it's not... How the know, fuck did you know I like Jerry Seinfeld? Man, I'm just, <laughs> this guy... Listen, I'm taking... I'm just, hey, I'm just throwing uh, dots at the wall, right? Yeah, so, he's talking, talking to three white guys doing radio. Of course, hey, we're good. Listen, <laughs> I'm always talking to three white guys doing radio, no matter where I am. But you have some representation with with uh, Reamer in there. But I know that Reamer. Yeah. Okay, I want to get your opinion on this because a lot of people hate Reamer, like uh, specifically the uh, BJBSJ guy who is con- <laughs> who is convinced that you created a parody account, the Displaced Bostonian Ironhead. Mm-hmm. And actually, we talked about that. Yeah. Can you confirm or deny or just confirm that that right. was you that created that parody? account to troll him no just like i told him i um he had asked me and i'm like i, w- I would never create a parody account if i'm gonna say something to you i'll just tweet it at you i ain't got no need to hide behind a parody account now why the hell would i want to do that 
so Sorry. you were you were never um, part of the the backdoor meetings where they told you guys not to engage no. vocal critics or anything like that. No, I mean I you gotta understand right when I when I got to EEI this was like in January right so mm -hmm. wherever these meetings took place I wasn't privy to none of them you know I'm just kind of coming in as a guy that's trying to build my brand build my reputation yeah. and that's like I always do whether it's podcasts with whoever people hit me up. Um, and they say, hey, can you jump on my show? I'm always doing that because I know that I've done some podcasts and I would want people to do the same for me. I agree. Wiggy, you came to my attention first on Felger and Maz. That mm -hmm. It was like Wiggy Thursday, Wiggy Tuesday, whatever. Wiggy Wednesdays. Wiggy Wednesdays. Yeah, and, yes. and now here. So it seems like you're looking to get into the radio business. What's your goal? What I think he's already in the radio yeah, business, well, right? I mean, well, more yeah. than part-time. Well, I mean, I was in a full-time for a long period of time. You got that Hot 96.9, right? Right. I was at Hot 96.9 for uh, almost five years. And yeah, we're we're going to get into that yeah, at some so, point. And, the, and then, I ended up, then I ended up getting pushed out of there. You know, I did the um, the the 98.5 thing, right? So when I was doing 98.5, if you look at their shows, they, they like the two-man show, right? You know, they like the Felgamaz. They like the Touch and Rich. Like the two-man shows, like the traditional just... You know, two people uh, headline the show, and then the the third person in, like the Murray or you know uh, Hardy. I, I feel like their mic's not open for them to say what they want, so they like the two man show. So I had always went to Mike Thomas, like, listen, you know, I'll be willing to do whatever it takes. Weekends, um, I really didn't give a fuck. I was just looking for an opportunity. I, I knew what I brought to the table. There was nobody out there like me. You know, there was no real black voices on the radio that could. That's true. That's that, true. That were from Boston, could talk about the shit, and and I had an opinion about everything, and um, you know, so I did my thing there, and and I actually had an opportunity to go to EEI, and I was getting ready to go there. I think Kevin Graham was the program director, and he was like, "Hey, can you? Uh, would you be interested in doing this?" That I was more opportunity for me, but as soon as I was getting ready to go, that's when ninety six nine actually offered me a real contract five days a week, you know, with health benefits, and you know, when you got a wife and three kids, that's what you take. What would they have had you do at EEI? What was the proposal? I, they wanted me to do, he kind of had me like doing afternoon and things like that, kind of like all over the place, kind of what I'm doing now, right? Um, mm -hmm. Trying to really find a home and, you know, put me on a couple different things and maybe see what's the best chemistry or that kind of thing. I have no idea, but it was more, it was more like it, it is now where it's just like, you know, it's not like a contract or anything like that. So you're just like a part-time employee looking for a full-time opportunity. Were Felger and Maz cool to you or do they kind of talk down to you the way the current morning show does? I mean, I look at it like this, right? I really don't give a fuck how people talk towards me because at the end of the day, like if you want to talk shit on the radio, I'll talk shit with you on the radio all day long, right? And talking down to me, that like that that means absolutely nothing to me. You know what I mean? I, I that that don't mean shit to me. I, I kind of feel like however you gonna talk, that's how you gonna talk. I'm from a different world, right? I'm from a different world that everybody that I'm on the radio is from. So I don't look at it as talking down. I look at it like you talk one way, I talk another way. You just you, don't understand. You talk, I talk, you talk, I talk. It's a back right. and forth conversation. Right. Like, not the, a confrontation. That's a, that's conversation. The De, that's the John Dennis. But if you've heard me on the morning show, I have no problem with 
getting yeah, into yeah. like the back and forth confrontations, that kind of stuff. Right I know. There. So here's so uh, this is why I asked you, Wiggy, if you heard our episode that we dropped this morning. Um, and, and the reason is that because I actually gave you props. Well, after I, I shit on Bradford uh, for his poor performance. I mean, by the way, that was really unfair. I mean, you you fouled. That was a charge all the way. And listen, man, it, it's because I've got a I got a little uh, I pulled on a few lbs around my belly. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean I still ain't I still can't get out there and do what I do. Get on that fasted cardio and that keto diet. You'll be yeah, all I'm set. Right? I'm you'll be all down. set. I'm, I'm getting there. So, yeah. but but what I said was that again, as, as funny as it was to watch Bradford backstabbing Bradford get get the shit kicked out of him, I thought that what is better for the station, like if you truly, you know, again, I'm not probably I, I like you on the show and I like Jerry, even though I have given you know Jerry some grief uh, because of his lack of support for Kirk. But what the station needs right now is less, you know, of the basketball stuff and more of what you did with Dale. I thought right, you what I like about you, but what I like about you, Wiggy, is that you seem to be comfortable making people uncomfortable. And I like that. And I think that's good. You need to lean into that instinct. I, you know, I'm a professional podcaster. Right. Uh, let me ask you this, right? Because yeah. th- this is where I, this is how kind of like I said, I see it. And I, um, you know, there are things that like like some of the shows that Kirk was doing on his podcast. Like I like the Christian Fourier interview. That was my he, favorite one. I like that. And I told him when I saw him, I was like, you know, I've, I've seen him like maybe a handful of times. And um, just in passing, and, you know, I'm the type of dude where, you know, if I got something to say, I'll say it. And he had said to me in the studio, like, he don't, he don't feel like um, I have a second layer to me. And I'm like, dude, you tell me that. And I'm like, I said this to him. I said, you love Barstool, and there's really no second layer to Barstool. So I don't really get that you know, that how you coming in that direction. But I told him, I said, listen, I ain't going to front. Like, if I like some of the shit you do, I, I'll admit it. Like, the Christian Fourier I like, I actually like the um, interview he did with the lawyer dude. I forget what the hell the name Dershowitz. was. Dershowitz. Dershowitz. Yeah, I was like, like, that was pretty cool. I told him the one he did with the lady for fucking Captain Marvel. I said, that was some bullshit. I didn't like it, but that's me though. You know what I mean? You told you, you told Kirk that it was bullshit? Yeah, I told him I didn't like it. I said that thing, I said, that's not my speed. You know what I mean? I'm not- You sound a lot like Steve from Providence. You could be the third most influential person in the country. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, see, here's what I think. And this is, this is what I've always said. And I, I'm not, a, you know, and I've kind of told, you know, Jerry and Mutt them. The thing that I was really entertained with, with Kirk, the thing that he really did was the back and forth, like was, you know, the 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 kind of the talking shit, you know, that's kind of the way I grew up. You know, you crack on each other, you talk shit about each other. Um, and I like some of that stuff, you, you know, that he was doing when he was on the radio. That was the thing that was entertaining to me. It was more than just the boring X's and O's bullshit. It was, you know, uh, whatever it was, it might've been his confrontation with, you know, uh, Michael Hawley or whether it was Christian or whatever it might've been. I, I found that entertaining. And then, like I told him, I said, the things that I felt were like born is when you were beating a dead horse of, um, of the Kevin Cullen. I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? But that's me though. You know, every, you, everybody, and I, from, I listen to you guys, and you guys do a lot of that shit. Like, I don't really give a fuck about you exposing some, you know, uh, state, Senator, <laughs> so so you are not so you are not on the Marty Walsh investigation. Yeah, like, I don't really give a shit about that. Like you want to expose why like, you want to expose like a you like public. lower taxes, right? You like less taxes. Well, then yeah, you should. That, yeah, this I, is a, I, he's a Democrat. He's increasing well, know, your taxes. But, 
but you know, and all you know, it always starts with the president, right? So if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna vote for a president, it's always about who's gonna lower my taxes. But the thing <laughs> I'm looking at is like the some of the shit that that you do is like the selectmen in Wilmington. Like I could give two shits that you know he, you know, he might be getting a back end, you know, backdoor kickback from somebody like that. That's not, you know, for me, that's not entertaining. See, this is what I like. This is what I like about you, Wiggy. You're an athlete, but you're not all about, we got to talk of the X's and O's. You're willing to confront people. You're willing to have an opinion. And we could disagree with a little bit of the entertainment, but you're given an opinion. Well, it's like I said, this is what I said, right? When I did, I I called in, I'll never forget. And I was on the radio on Hot 96.9. They were talking about the adam jones shit right the whole adam jones n-word shit that did somebody say it whatever and yeah you do you you don't you do you think that happened i you know what i believe when and this is what i've always said as somebody who's been in that situation before who's been called that word before i'm always going to take a brother for what he says right because i know there are white people out there even marcus smart though when he denied when he lied about it I understand there are a lot. I understand that there's a small portion of black people. Jesse Smollett. That might use it in the sense of like. Jesse Jackson. In the sense of, let's hear me out though. There's always like some people that use it to try for their benefit, right? And usually, usually that happens when they know that they crossed the line and they did something. Like with the Marcus Smart, like he knew he was wrong, right? So, you know, we've been through a lot of shit as black people, but we always have that like ace in the hole where we could be like, oh, the reason why I jumped ugly on him. Because he used the N word, right? And and there are there are people that might make that up at times, but I always look at from being in that situation and and people having used it before, um, with me and people like just the way that they fit, walk around, and, and feel uncomfortable. Do you, do you do you agree that as, as someone who lives in Boston, do you think that Boston is more racist than any other city? I think I believe Boston is racist, right? Oh, of course. Uh, but every that's not but that's not the right. question though. Is it more racist than any other city? I think it's more racist than certain cities. Like I've been a than Alabama. I, well, I mean, that's not. I'm talking about a major. City. Alabama's like in the middle of East bumfuck. I'm talking like <laughs> I've been to like I've been to like Chicago, Detroit. I, uh, uh, Chicago's very racist. Look at Smollett. You got some guys in MAGA hats right, kicking the, the shit out of them. You know, really. Come on. Oh wait, that was fake. Yeah. Oh, how fake. about that? No, oh, I, no way. I knew that from Jump Street. Come oh, on. You're, you're in Chicago at 2 a.m. You're <laughs> ahead of the game, Wiggy. Listen, ain't no white people walking around. So Chicago I'm gonna I'm gonna Chicago. be very unpopular here, and I'm gonna jump in and say I see Wiggy's point. Oh, I of course walked, you do. I haven't walked in somebody like Wiggy's shoes, and therefore it's very easy for me to say, "What the hell are these people talking about?" There's there's no racism in Boston. But I'm not living. I'm not walking in those shoes. But so, so Wiggy, my point is that there, right now, we live in an era of of narrative over fact. That all yeah, right. that matters now is what the narrative is, and to the point that you have somebody like Reamer with the whole uh, the whole uh, Chicago thing, the 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 the, right. uh, the uh, circle game, where you've got Reamer saying it doesn't matter if the guy is innocent or guilty. What matters is the felt experience of the victim of the person. Oh, but you're not bullshit. a right, but, but you're but, not but, a victim. He's sh- not a victim if he didn't mean if he wasn't actually a racist symbol. Right. But you got to understand what where who Reamer is. Right. He's- a pandering vomit. Right, so he's pandering, right? He's trying to whatever he's trying to get on whatever side of social media. Woke points is it? Yeah, he's trying to get the bingo woke points. My man, you said that, you know. But that's <laughs> the thing; everybody wants to be woke nowadays, yeah. and usually the people that want to be woke, uh, a lot of white people who say, "Oh, I'm woke, I'm woke." So white no, rich no, no, no. liberals, white rich liberals, right. right? I mean, that's usually the trope: is that you got these all all these 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 white wasps that are out there, these these dog walking mom brigades that are out right. there. They live in they live in one point five million dollar houses, never had a 
ounce of difficulty in their life, but right. they're out there trying to advocate for the rights of people in the projects. Right. So for me, I look at it from a different perspective as somebody who's walked that style, right? Who's walked in those shoes. And I'm not like, I'm not doing it just so I can, you know, uh, uh, be get social media, hit likes and stuff like that. I'm actually being in that situation before, right? Yeah, and I can respect thing, and, that for sure. And, and, and here's the thing that really that kind of kind of made me want to call in, right? And I called in when they were talking about it. It wasn't so much about the Adam Jones thing. It was the dismissive way that Kirk and Jerry were talking about it. And then the thing that really put me over the edge is when um, I believe it was um, I believe it was uh, A. Sherrod Blake. We was telling a story. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Drapes was telling a story about how he was in uh, the dentist or he was in the doctor's office and this little girl was looking at a little white girl said to him, oh, mommy, is he one of the bad guys? And Kirk was like, oh, she probably just said that because she's watching cartoons and she can sit. And, and I'm like, really? I'm like, motherfuckers, you crazy? He's one of the bad guys? Like, I, look, my kid, I got kids that are young and watch cartoons. Name me the last black villain you've seen on cartoons on damn Disney Channel. Okay, we have to go back and listen because I think that we're, we're splitting hairs and I don't think that's exactly what Kirk said. Yeah, I think I understand Kirk's point there. And from his experience, it sounds like really stupid. But from Sherrod Blakely's point of view of where he's walked, I, I can understand Kyle, I that being... I think it was Kyle Draper, though. I think Kyle... it was Draper. Yeah, it was Drapes that, 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 that I, I wanted to make sure it was right. But how do you understand this point, right? When, when, when Drapes said... He felt like that was a situation where he felt like it was uncomfortable and he was being judged based on his skin color and it came because well, it was a child, it was a right. five year old or but, whatever. But listen, where do where do listen, kids are not born born racist, right? We all know that. Mm -hmm. They learn these behaviors at home. Yes. So what he was trying to say is that it's not the child's fault, but this um the child's reaction probably came from what the mother or father or whatever is at home saying, like, watching television. And you know how it is. I got kids. You're watching a show, and you're like, man, I can't believe these motherfuckers, you know, acting like whatever, whatever, whatever. And your kid picks that up, and now that kid says something out in public. Like, yeah, it was oh, an uncomfortable situation for the parent. Kid right, says something the, stupid, and then you look over and see the parent blushing. Right, but but let me let me ask you this, right? Let me ask you this, DC, right? Mm -hmm. Is uh, I'm saying that right, DC, right? You got you it, DC, drunk Eric Curtis. Right, drunk Eric Curtis, as opposed to sober Eric Curtis. Right. Well, you know, it, yeah, hey, listen, I'm not a big fan of that guy. Drunk said, Eric Curtis. He does set the dialogue of the city, right? <laughs> so here's the thing: I would ask you, if she's saying, you know, if she's making it seem like, oh, this guy's a villain. Right? Or this guy's the bad guy. She goes, This guy's the bad guy. I mean, she's five years old. What the hell is she watching? And she said, and he's, and Kurt was like, Well, she was watching, you know, some cartoons or something like that. That's probably where she got that from. And I think I'm she's like, getting it from an adult. Maybe not right. her parents, somebody at school. I think she's parroting something that she's heard. So, yeah, I feel like we're, we're, we're like talking in circles on, on this topic. Yeah, though. we are. So yeah, let, it's a three-year-old argument. Yeah, when are we yeah, going to beat just, the shit out of Dale Arnold? So let's, yeah, can we, that can was we, my next question, is if you think the Kevin Cullen stuff is boring, what do you think of Dale Arnold? Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> the Dalian. The Dalian. The Dalian is that. That's why I try. I, I enjoy when the Dalian comes out. When the Dalian don't come out, he you know, slithers out. Oh, oh. yippity do there, Mister Wiggy. I oh, Jerome, you can't talk about hockey. Oh my goodness, you're an animal. Yeah. I try to get the Dalian. And one time, do. One time, one time, Rich Keefe and I did anal nitrate, but I don't want to talk about that. 
But that's but oh my like God, I, the hockey stick, the wood in my hands. But that's what I say. Like I said, Phil, I like I don't mind. Like I love the back and forth. Me and Jerry, me and Jerry going at it about black coaches in the NFL. He has a certain view. I have my view, and like I got so I enjoy that. Like you know the. Trying to get the daily to come out is, believe me, it's hard, but he will come out. And I, I know I'm going to yeah, be but he comes out off the out. air. Well, here's, <laughs> oh, yeah, he, did he really tell you to fuck you? Like, did he just say, did he say fuck you to your face? Yeah, he, I, he, yeah, he hit me with the like, oh, it was like, oh, yeah, fuck, go yourself, fuck you. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> I think he, maybe he wanted to fuck and you. And then though. when he maybe said that, I, when he said that to me, but the next thing out of my mouth is, so when am I getting my apology? <laughs> but to be fair, dude, you pushed out. You didn't put up that thousand, the, the thousand bucks there. Come on, man. You got, you got the smack for that. I wouldn't put up thousand dollars i don't listen i don't control the money in this house oh do you think that guy would put up if he put up a thousand dollars he's gonna welch and that giving that money to that guy he doesn't know what he's talking about here's this thing (laughs) you you guys seem like you know sports right he wants me to bet a thousand dollars that chara won't be on the first nope nope i'm not taking that bet (laughs) nope 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 (laughs) right come on now Mike, what I is your opinion? Mike, we were going to debut on our on our show uh, tonight, hockey the the hockey minute. What, what is your opinion on Chara? Well, I think yes. if all if, healthy scratch, uh, right? Healthy scratch. Come on. I think if all if all defensive lines don't come out firing, the Bruins are going to have a tough time against the Blues. I think it's Mike, a, nobody wants to hear that. Chara, <laughs> a healthy scratch, he will be. Wiggy, is it is it important for the Bruins to get off to a fast start? Uh, I really don't give a shit. How <laughs> how important is I like Wiggy. how important is defense in this game? Listen, uh, this is this is big time hockey on radio.com. Yeah, is it is it Tuka or Puka? Tuka's got to stand on his head in order that's for what it is all about. It's all about the goalie standing on his hey, head. Hey, can right? I let me ask you this? Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um so you work at Nesson, right? Yeah, I do stuff with Nesson. So you've seen Dale on the stool. Yeah, uh, on the stool. He brings the you know, stool so that when he's when a booster he, seat. A booster seat. So he stands on his little stool. Do you oh not know God. this? Oh, my God. One yeah, time. I mean, a lot of people do that. They one time like I a, was, uh, the like stool was pushed back. Let, Wiggy, let me talk. One time <laughs> the stool was pushed back and Brick was there and I said, Brick, can you push in my stool? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I guess, do you think he's, do you think Dale stands on the stool when he looks at himself naked in the mirror? And, and then do you think he, like, tucks it and talks dirty to himself? Like, oh, Dale, read me the batting order again, so Dale. So kind of like, put the lotion in the basket? <laughs> I put the lotion on its back or it gets the hose. <laughs> put the goddamn lotion on your back, Rich. Hey, would you ever tell a beat reporter to rub lotion on your back? Is, no. is, Chris, is Chris Price a pussy? No, I would never do that. Never in a million years. And if you did that, I'd start looking at you sideways. Well, you know that James Harrison did that, right? Yeah, he he teach he James Harrison tried him on it, and that's that's what you call bully ball right there. Like you know how how far are you willing to go, but come on, dude, you gotta like stand your ground and be like, nah, I'm good. Even though I'm trying to get a story, I ain't about to put lotion on your back. Man. So let's talk about something here. So I want to talk about the the state of Boston media and the relationship between the athletes and the media. When you were playing, did you find that there was a toxic nature of relationship between the Boston media or sports media in general and then the athletes where they're kind of like, oh, fuck these guys. Like like a Harrison, you know, deliberately basically, you know, taking taking – Price's man card by having him apply, you know, moisturizer to his back. Do you, do, yeah, do you agree there, with that? There, there was a lot of guys like that that didn't like the media. You know, there were guys that just felt like, and and rightfully so, they felt like they were snakes. You know what I mean? Always looking for a story to expose, you know, expose players and try to maybe get some confrontation in the locker room. And I knew that and I understood that. But for me, you know, from gr- growing up in the environment where I grew up in, where I was like, like I said, I was a, you know, born in this world as a shit talker. Yeah. Like, I didn't mind 
talking to the media. I was never going to hold, I was always going to put it on me. So I didn't really mind that shit. You know, I, I was the first to be like, man, I, I, I played like crap. I didn't do this. So that stuff really never bothered me. But I know there was guys. Do like you that. think that the media now is overtly negative towards teams? I know that the contention of the guys, I'm not sure if you're aware. I, I, I know that people in EEI are aware of that group, that rogue, you know, group online, the BJ, BSJ guys that they're making fun of Boston Sports Journal. And they're they're led by that displaced Bostonian guy uh, who we've had on this show. Um, yeah, I heard, that. I heard that. And, and uh, you know, he's got interesting points. I don't think that, I mean, they go really, really hard online. They're trolls and they're professional trolls and they're very good at it and they're very creative as well. But they their point is that the Boston media is toxic and that it you know I think their 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 quote is that Chad Finn says Boston media is a family a crime family um you know do, what is do you think that they have a point there what is your view on the BJBSJ guys it, like see I don't have an issue with them like th like that's the thing like I don't have an issue because I'm all for the clapback right if you come for me on social media like trolling me or talking shit I, and you guys i mean if you follow me i don't block anybody i just go right back at them yeah i've gone i've gone at it and it's just you go it almost you, you run out of steam because you just keep going back and back and back and it's like yeah, oh, i don't stop. give a fuck like i don't care like that doesn't bother me to to like go back and forth because like for me it's all fun you know like i said it, it it's when you grow up in you know like when you grow up as Teenagers, right? We used to do this a lot of time. We used to call it cracking on each other, right? Mm -hmm. You know, cracking on somebody like, man, look at your jeans, man. Where you get them from? Like the welfare or, you know, your your mom's is out there. She's as stupid as they come. Whatever, right? So you you kind of learn to, to like, that just becomes part of who you are. So, like, when you're a shit talker, you don't, like, run from that. You just kind of clap back. And I... I don't really care what the media says. I know as far as how players feel, they don't trust the media because they know in the society we live in nowadays, it was different. You got to understand, it was different when I played. We didn't have social media like that. Now everything's clickbait. You know what I mean? And so now the guys are definitely like got their guards up. Like, uh, -uh I ain't saying shit to nobody because I don't trust you. It would be my impression that they're softer now, that they're more fanboys than they were back when you were in the Super Bowl, early part of the 2000s. Well, you know, you know why that is? Because everybody wants to be the first person to break a story. So they want to be, they want to have sources. And the only way you can really have sources, it's like anything else. You got to make sure that you, you treating somebody good, right? So you, they, they have confidence to maybe talk to you and give you a little like hey off the record nugget right but if you going at people and you come across as like a snake you ain't getting that right and in and the and the, the sports media world that we live in nowadays everybody wants to be the first to break a story and the only way you could do that is you need you got to have people on your payroll do you have somebody in the media who you think is an incredible snake i look i've Joe always Zambrano. chad finn the way i look at it like this i've not i don't trust the media one bit and I, I was like that when I played. And even though I'm kind of still in it, I don't. I wouldn't expect players to trust me either. You know, because they, you know, they would be looking at me like, dude, really? Were well, you just trying to, you know? But that's not who I am because I, 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 I would never go that way. Even though I'm, I, this is what I do now is because I was in that position before. I give my opinion on what I see, and maybe if I be, I'm gonna be critical, but I would be critical just if I was evaluating myself. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't really like. I look at it like that, like. You know, I don't trust anybody. But y'all know this business, look at Kurt. You know what I mean? Look what look what he's doing now. Yeah, I mean, so that that's another point that I wanted to get to here is that is there an edict on Mutton Callahan to not talk about their dearly departed, the former Kirk Minahan, as, as they're now referring to him. Like, why? What is the point of, 
It is the biggest media story in Boston, and you're not talking about it on a show that would talk about if Felger was leaving his show, Wiggy, are you telling me that if Felger was doing the exact same thing that Kirk was doing, this would not be point number one on headlines with Curtis and on every single discussion that they would have that when they talk this, because Callahan loves talking the inside radio shit, Curtis loves shit talking. You can't tell me that that they don't want to talk about it. So why aren't they? How is that possible? (laughs) I, you, you know, you got to ask this question, right? Here's the thing. They I've heard you bring it up, by the way, and they get real nervous when you bring it up. They get but, uncomfortable, yeah. Well, here's how it is. They they work with this dude, right? They had a falling out with him. And, <clears throat> excuse me, right? They had a falling out with him. But he goes, he might go at them a different way that they're not really used to, right? They, I, they were all boys at one time. And then you kind of see some of the stuff that's going on. And I understand both sides of the, the, I understand kind of both sides, but I'm like, listen, we're in a business here, just like you. The, the, the reason why we get into certain businesses at the end of the day, it's about making money, right? Taking care of your family, that kind of thing. And so I think a lot of the time it's like, you know, they realize and they look at it like, <sighs> they kind of look at it in the sense, and this is just my opinion about it, is they look at it like, you know, I understand what I need to do to make money. I don't Kirk, think Kirk had a falling out with the radio host. He had a falling out with upper management and some right. Of the but upper management people. is like this. Like I don't know where you're from, but sometimes you gotta learn to eat crow. You know what that means, right? That's not what that radio show was about. You recognize right. that that but they were about. To, but 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 but, but you get to a certain point, right? You get to a certain point. There's a there's a there's a saying. If yo, if you ain't right, if if you ain't signing a check. You don't hold the gold, right? So no matter how that's big why you Beyonce might, wants to get paid in equity. Yeah, but, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, right, no, no matter how big you <laughs> might feel that you are or you might be, at the end of the day, if you ain't signing a check, you just as, as expendable as everybody else. But isn't it strange that they don't address it at all? Like, they, like advertisers wouldn't leave if they just brought up the fact that Kirk is leaving Intercom. Like, isn't it strange that a guy that was such a big part of that show and is would make people listen by them talking about him. Isn't it weird that they never mention him? Well, don't you, maybe the thing like this is right. If you mention him, right, aren't you, aren't you really, you know, giving him something, you, you kind of keeping him relevant and maybe, you know, when you look but what's at the, the problem with that, why would they, because when you look at the relationship, I, I don't know how he's competition like said, now. Like, I mean, wh- well, why? I don't know. I don't know how people are. Right. But if you, if you cross me dirty, like, I'm not like me and you ain't breaking bread. I'm not even like talking to you. If I see you, well, how did he do them? But did he cross them dirty? Wasn't it the other way around? I'm asking the question, right? When I say cross cross them dirty, is like you know you're a backstabber. I'm not. I'm talking about the relationship that they had, like Curtis, uh, Ken, uh, and Jerry. Right? They had a relationship with Kurt. Right? It was like like the certain relationship that they had. And so if there were things that were said and in their mind or in his mind and he felt like, yo, you crossed me dirty and you and you talking shit about me now. Would you say that but, that's their mindset now? Have they talked about that? Well, it almost seems they didn't support I mean, him is, is what is that's at, at least the end of, 
at the end of the day, right? He's out there on social media, right? He's he definitely talking shit. Okay, right? I'm just, but but I'm he was. From a, the, the, so th- let's think about this. Let's think about this. A guy is sidelined from a company after right. he says that he has suicidal thoughts, and as right. a result of that, the company, instead of standing behind that guy, uses it as an opportunity to railroad him and sideline him. All the while, there's an but edict it, from management. Hold on, hold on. There's an edict from management that they are not allowed to talk about it. The only thing they're allowed to say is that we all hope. Kirk will be back soon. So we right. so we take it upon ourselves as the parody account community to put out podcasts, to call advertisers, right. to call sponsors. To, to me, I called. I had a conversation yesterday with Tim Murphy. You know Tim Murphy, right? Yeah, we had yeah, a phone I mean, I conversation. Know but I, I know, so I know Tim and I had a whole nice long talk about Kirk Minahan, and I argued back and forth with him about why they need to support him, right? They... Jerry and, and, and the show didn't do anything. And what they could have done, because I right, reached out. Wait. No, no, no. What they could have done is reached out behind the scenes. I have plenty, and I mean plenty of people that feed me information from EEI that nobody mm-hmm. knows about because I'm not going to violate a source. They could have right. done the same thing. They could have at least given me more information and been an well, ally. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, as far as the whole how deep it goes, I don't know. I'm, I'm, go, I'm just basing it from, like, an outsider, like an outsider who's kind of like, in there but doesn't really know how deep it goes so when i look at it and i see it like and i see him saying stuff there and i understand that he had issues with management right and i understand his loyalty thing which you know i kind of respect that a little bit but but i understand that i i know you want me to be loyal and, and i understand that but you know i got a wife and kids to feed i mean how far am i supposed to? yeah but they wouldn't lose their jobs if they just went out and said we don't like but, How but, Kirk, but, but we, Mike, we miss Kirk. But we Mike, think he's a great radio talent. If they're saying we don't want you to say nothing about this, then there's a chance if you if you break the rules, right? There's a chance that they they're might would they fire, fire the entire morning show. I, listen, I have no if the I have no idea. But you in this world of radio, what about I was on, I was on a show that a week before. I get an email from my program director talking about uh, and CC'd with everybody else talking about what a great job our ratings are highest they've ever been since the show's been on. We were top three persons, right? A week, a week later, I'm getting called in like maybe, you know, right around like maybe right before Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'm getting called in a week later saying, oh, uh, we're going in a different direction. Why were you fired, by the way? That that's exactly what they told me. That that's it. When I got on that show, that show was you know how Kirk talks about a show being in the dumps. That shit was in the dumps. When I when I was on that show and before Romero got there, we we were beating them in ratings. We were beating them in ratings. We we had made top three persons, which you know that's the big thing. That's what I look for. I didn't really care about. The woman, uh, the woman demo, even that was our demo. But for me, it was like the biggest goal is persons, right? Because that's where the big money is, the big bonuses. So we had made top three persons a couple times. And then Romero came and, you know, we moved some things around. And there was no jealousy or nothing like that. I was just like, all right, whatever. If it's going to make the show better, you know, I'm still going to be who I am. And then we st- we were still doing things. And like I said, the, the week before, and this was this past Thanksgiving, uh, like uh, before, right before Christmas, right before the break, I get the email about how great we're, you know, we're doing. Thank you for all the success, blah, blah, all the smoke they blow up your ass. A week later, they he's bringing me in the office, going, "Oh, um, we're gonna, we're we're letting you go." 
And I'm like, I know these radio snakes, and this sounds like radio snake 101. So you told us something really important there. It's the end of the year. It's budget season. So they probably look at that and say, yes, we're doing very well. But, you know, we've got this extra guy here. Can we kind of get the same amount of ratings if we don't pay as no, much? No, but that, it had nothing to do with that because they, listen, they've done that show before. Romero, Pebbles, Melissa, that show's been around for 20 years. And did, did, is it the chick that didn't like you? Like, what happened? Yes. Yeah, so she uh, didn't like that. that that's uh, all That's okay. all that came We're down getting to, to the heart of it. So why didn't well, she like you? Were you were well, you sexist? What did you do? In her mind, right? In her in, mind, in, you were in, sexist? Well, in her mind, she didn't like my opinion because I, I'm like a guy's guy, right? I don't. Re- I say what's on my mind. If a chick is fat, I'm gonna be like, oh, that's, oh, that's, she's a fat chick. So you, so right? you fat chick. Oh, what did you, what did you say, Wiggy? <laughs> no, no, like I didn't say anything to her because I wouldn't right, right. disrespect her in that way, right? So you said you she know? was fat behind her back. No, no, I don't. Like I told you, I'm not talking behind your back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If I got an issue with you, I'm gonna bring it right you, to your you face. You stab him in the front. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got well, you. I know. I, 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 gave, I say we can handle this one or two ways, like gentlemen or like geez, however you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. What I said is, hold on one second, guys. I'm just uh, writing a text message. Uh, oh, take it. Oh, hold on hey, 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 Joey. Hey. Podcast is going real no. good right now. <laughs> Love you, XOXO, Wiggy. No, no, no. Doing a uh, doing a podcast. It's my wife, so I'm just kind of letting. Uh, Oh, gotcha. Podcast. It's your wife. So, okay, that's what you. That's you got you and you and uh, Zambrano have pet names now, huh? Yeah, yeah that's what it is. So I, don't, <laughs> so, I call him. My of course, yeah. of course, he'd be the woman in the relationship. Yeah, he's okay, the bitch. let's be right. fair. Oh, definitely hey, the. Hey, hey, Wiggy, uh, uh, can you give me a spot, bro? I, I just, I, I like how baggy your pants are. Just step over me, just a little bit, a little, a little bit more. There we go. Oh yeah, that's that's good. Get a good stretch. So to go back to where I was before, <laughs> Joey. That's a pivot. Me. Must pivot away from Zambrano conversation <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways so she didn't she didn't like what i like what i my opinions were on air and she let that bother her personally right so she let it affect her how can and then she by- how can she feel as though anything that goes on on the air is real when you're on the air you're a character well because so there's like there's people are sensitive right not everybody has thick skin and right even though you might not be talking to them they might feel like if you're talking about a certain situation and they don't like it, they're sensitive. And she was one of those extreme left-wing nut jobs, uh, feminists. And here's what I'm like, saying, Wiggy. Typical left-wing nut job feminist right. getting a black man fired. No. And, and, she, and, 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 and I know with her and the rest of them, they probably would, because she wouldn't even say, there were times she would shut down on air. Like, wouldn't even engage oh. in a back and forth. Right? And I'm like, Really? And I, and I said to her, I said, like, don't take it so personal. Like, I'm not, like, talking to you. I'm just giving my opinion on whatever it is I might see. If you don't like that, you know, fire back at me. And, uh, oh, so she, so she got you fired. It was definitely her. Yeah, after, and, after hearing this story, it was right, definitely and, her. And I think it was collectively, I think it was all the men, because they, you know, she kind of she kind of put her web around them, and they had been around her for 20 years, and it was like, you know, she had some issues and, you know, mental issues, and so you had to walk on eggshells, and she dealt with, you know, depression and this, that, and the other, and it was like, here's ah. Wiggy. Here's they had Wiggy. to get rid of someone, and it was it was easy to get rid of you. And then, so for them, it was like, hey, we know our ratings are going to go down, but at least she'll be, you know, she'll she'll feel good, and we don't have to oh, worry about it. Oh, that's stupid. That is... That is- the stupidest uh, thing I've ever heard uh, radio that's why, so, move. That's a pussy So move that's right why there. when I say going back to some of that other shit is like, that's why I understand how dirty the business is. And it's like, at the end of the day, no matter what you think you might be doing, it's all about the person who writes the check. 
Do you feel like Mutt might think you're kind of doing that with the uh, Wiggy and Jerry stuff? No, nah, I don't think so because he knows like really what I'm doing. He knows it's like just all it's all for fun. I'm busting his balls. He knows. I I mean I I think Mutt I like Mutt. I, I think what he does. You is, do. Is, I mean I, think, <laughs> I find. But see that's the thing, right? I I find it to be entertaining. Wiggy, I do like you it. okay? I okay. Do you think that the show is good when you listen to it when you're not on? No. Thank you. And I, Praise and I God! Them. Yes! <laughs> but I, I, not only have I told them that, I, I say it on air. I know you do. Good and and you, you say man. it. You, you and, were, and, and, you, I, I heard you today, uh, and this is why I actually think that you are good on there, because you like making them uncomfortable. Because you said, I think you were dropping lines about, Dale and Keith. you were dropping lines today about like uh, Christmas music and country music, I think. Mm-hmm. because there's rumors about that place becoming a country station or a Christmas station and I like that I think that's funny I think that that's, that's great that's great and I thought that that was a very like so somebody who's a careful listener like me yes you know I'll still listen because obviously I was listening because I knew we were going to have you on the show you know I, I pay attention to that. I'm like okay there's a for P1 somebody who's good at radio and Kirk was the master of this for P1s there is a show within a show Right. When Kirk is right. doing a show, he's also doing inside stuff that people who are really, really big fans of the show are also getting on a second level. And when you did mm-hmm. that, I thought that that was kind of like that, too. What I don't well, get. Because I've seen I've seen what uh, was a BSBJ, whatever I had. Yeah. I, I see what they put out there. But it, this the, the kind of the way I feel about it is it's like this. Right. It, it, it's um like this. is it, You know, this is how I feel about myself. And I and I say this and I and I and I mean it. Like there's nobody like me and there's nobody like me in the market. And, and I feel that way because I can, if you want to get into the boring X's and O's, I can do that with anybody. Right. And I, but I feel like if you want to go back and forth on whatever hot button issues there might be out there, I can do that with anybody because I feel like I have firsthand experience on everything, whether it's the race stuff, whether it's, you know, me growing up in a single parent household in the middle of the city, right. Dealing with, you know, drugs and violence and that kind of thing. And so when it's the Josh Gordon stuff, why, you know, I can give an opinion on when somebody goes, oh, it's his environment that makes it an out, and I go, what? I you know I me, mean, motherfuckers. I know who made it out of that type of environment. Don't they don't use that as a crutch. So I feel like I'm I'm completely different than all those voices. Somebody's got to pair you mean? with the right guy. If you had the and right I, guy said, that you yeah, could push, right. you would be awesome. Hold I've got on, an I, idea I've got, though. I've got, Come on, trash on, talk. Hold on, I've got just the guy. Ha ha! ha. My, my name is Rich Rich Keith, and I really like. Sports and, and anime. Did, did you see? Hey, the you would never hey, know what to do hey, with I you, Wiggy. I'm a huge. Uh, hey, listen, I love Avengers, so uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna front. I love hashtag. You know, it's I'm, the Dork Podcast. Yeah, some of that. <laughs> hey, listen, I like that. Side. I like Avengers. I just seen John Wick's one of my favorite movies. Hey, that's good. I give. I like John Wick. John Wick I'm was ready good. For John Wick Four, I play Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Oh, you I, do. What's your thought? I, I What's do. your thought on the wild card rule for WWE being able to go oh, back Christ. and forth? That that I'm not. I really the wrestling thing. I used to be into it. Booger but, eating know, goobers. Yeah, you're better <laughs> off for not being a part of it. This guy but, is, and this is what I did. I remember I had I was doing a little podcast. You know, Wiggy's World podcast, and it was just like whatever. You know what I mean? And I had remember calling, you know, and reaching out to Joey, like, man, I'd love to, whether it's be on Kirk's podcast, whether it's be on, have him come on mine, because I really couldn't do anything, but I know I would see him around and that kind of thing. And I would say, hey, listen, I, you know, here, here's my deal. I, I was, you know, looking at certain things. And I, like I said, I like what Kurt did. And I felt like, you know, some of that stuff that he did, but I felt like it would be cool. I didn't, I wanted to go back and forth. I, I wish that he was still in this 
you know, in the business doing uh, doing the stuff because I'd love to go, you know, go back and forth with him on whatever. But I know he he's now in a I think he's in a different space or a different direction because the thing that really made really made me enjoy listening to him was I liked some of that like in-house beefing trash talk like what we're doing here stuff. yes yeah. I, I did like that but then it became too much like i said let's expose you know uh selectman johnson johnson <laughs> yeah, there, there was no select <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> selectman johnson. Well, that's what it became you know i i heard blind mikey talking about it like I, and and so i try to listen i like that you call him blind mikey i like that that's good well, and then and that would i mean that's what he calls himself right? i appreciate that so yeah. something yeah. something i gotta ask you wiggy a couple of weeks ago, Blind Mike said he'd blow a guy for $100,000. What are your thoughts on that? Hey. Wiggy's hey. got money, though. Hey, no, I don't man. have any money. He also said hey, he would hey. do it for $80. I don't care how broke you are. <laughs> I don't care how broke you are, man. You go out there and listen. You go out there and uh, flip burgers before you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how broke you are. But I want Wiggy to take this like, kind of seriously. I know we're joking around. He but, wants to know uh, if you'll, you'll him... give him $100,000 if he blows you. No, no, no. <laughs> Are you, are you done? Can I ask this question? Uh, I just want to oh, know, in all seriousness, serious, Zambrano spit or swallow? <laughs> <laughs> well, you notice, you know what I always say? I always say this is, this is, it's, that's like white boy humor. Like, <laughs> you were laughing too. I mean, I find it to be funny, but it's usually like, I, you know, like I know a lot of white, uh, like white kids and I know black kids or whatever. Yeah. And like, I, I got, you know. None of my black friends ever do that. But my white friends, oh, they always on this. It's like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? I, I Granted, my mother's, I'm half white because my mother's Italian. Yeah. But I didn't get that gene. I'm like, uh, I don't really get it. So swallows? Uh, <laughs> Spitters or quitters, right? Spitters or quitters. Uh, uh, let me, that's how you like your women? You like yours uh, You like yours chocolate, I think, and voluptuous? Chocolate and thick. Thick and chocolate. chocolate. And thick. thick and chocolate. Okay. If you were – I know that you're somebody that values money and, and that you, know, you like lowering your taxes. How much would we need to pay you for you to allow your wife to look at your phone, anything in your phone – for one hour to have open access to everything in your phone for one hour internet this is a trash talk segment but it's a good one internet history every single fucking thing on your phone how much would that cost and and wiggy by the way we're doing it on this show so people hear it yeah i mean it won't cost cost nothing i tell you she she knows my code i'll leave the house without the phone okay look at that that's that's a husband's answer dec said the same thing blind mike blind mike had a real long pause and (laughs) we did that I ain't got nothing to hide. It's like, it's like, that's why I said, like, you know, I kind of find myself to be in the middle because I'm kind of all for the government keeping tabs on people because, listen, I ain't got nothing to hide, but I want to, I want them to protect, you know, me from them sick bastards that are shooting shit up. So, hey, if you got to look into all everybody's Facebook and watch what they're doing, I ain't got no problem with it. Wiki, down at the Super Bowl, you and Mutt went to a strip club. Let's yeah, be honest. Let's be honest. Shake spot. Did you get that? Did you get that from Keep It Classy? What, what do you mean that I get? We that from did Keep the Keep It Classy. Classy bits where Steve was going to strip clubs, and all of a sudden, you and Mutt are going to strip clubs. No, truthfully, I I didn't get that. And what is Keep It Classy? I'm not. That's... Uh, Steve goes to strip clubs and he talks about women Steve... from Providence. He's this degenerate okay. we know. I mean, I yeah, I think he's came at me on Twitter before. Oh, he has. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, no. I that's something. No, I never. Um, no, that was just something that it's Atlanta. That's my, you know, my second home. I'm always down there, and you know, I love the shake spots. That's a lie. 
<laughs> why do you, why do you think the ratings are so bad now at WEI? And what do you, what would be your way to fix them? Well, I, I think it's it's very when you look at the situation, right? You lose a a guy like Kurt, who is you know he's good at what he does. He's a powerhouse. And you lose it, and so now what do you got to do? You got to start. You know, you kind of got to start over a little bit, or you gotta you gotta look and you say, you know what? Hey, that train crashed. You know, we can't duplicate what he did, or we can't do do the things that he did, or you. You can't try to be like him or whatever it may be. You got to now figure out, okay, we're going in a different direction and you might get some backlash from that, but you got to ride that out. You got to just, you got to go through that storm. You know what I mean? And, and whatever it throws at you, you just got to be like, it is what it is, but don't run from it. Let me ask yeah. a, a blind Mike question. He asked a, a sort of a question like this to Rich Keith. Who would you, if you could, who would you want to work with full time? If I could, who would I want to work and with? And it could be time? either station, but who do you think would be your perfect partner? Um, b- 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 Blind Mike. Yeah, I would yeah. say. No, I, I, I would say I do like, I do, like I said, I did like what Kirk and, and Jerry did. Uh, but they they were a little bit, like I said, they they would they would lose me when they got too much into, you know, I would try to try to hang with them. With, but I'd be like, come on, really? We're going to keep beating this dead so horse? So no Wiggy and Callahan show then. That's not your priority. No, I, I like working with Jerry because I, I feel like I'm, what I'm trying to do, I feel like that I'm trying to educate show him. The, educate. I, I don't want to say educate him, but show him the other side of the track. You know what I mean? But I try to do that with everybody. Okay, let me ask you this. Andy Hart was just hired full-time at this station. How do you feel yes. about that? I'm cool. You are? I mean, You're cool with that? I'm cool in the sense that he's a, a, a columnist. A talentless hack? No, no, he's a columnist, <laughs> right? Isn't that what he got He's a columnist, right? but he's going to be an on-air guy, too. In fact, I, I, right. I was told, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I was told that Jerry Callahan himself had to veto him being a rotating guy on the morning show. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, but you already, don't know about that. Here's what I've already told. Like, I don't get into the gossip, man. You know what I mean? I feel like the gossip. You're on a no, gossip show. I feel like you love the gossip. Oh, you love no, no, the gossip. I, I don't. Can, can I you, love giving, I'm only interested in the my, gossip. I love giving my opinion about You love giving you know your, okay, you love giving your opinion about But I don't like. I don't that is like, gossiping. You, know, you realize that. <laughs> is that gossip? Giving your opinion yeah. about somebody else is gossiping. Well, you know, I guess maybe what, let me, let me rephrase it. Like, I don't like go searching for it. Is maybe a better way to say. Oh, it. there's nothing like, more go, fun than searching for gossip and then getting it. Like I don't, like I don't go. Oh, so what happened? Why they hire him? You know what I'm saying? There are some people that like to do that. Yeah, me. That well, yeah. <laughs> yeah that like you, right. I mean, but hey, Wiggy, I, I heard Hillman's come coming to the morning show. But I've said this though. You you would know, uh, uh, um, MHB. You would know this. I've said it when I'm on air. Yeah. I, I, f- I feel like I'm the best, and you need to hire me full time, and that's what I've said on air. Who would you replace? Who like? Yeah. Who would you if fire? You get rid of someone at EEI. I, you, I who would be fire, the first guy to get rid. I of? wouldn't fire anybody. Keith. I ain't, just I ain't hypothetically, if you had, so you say you're program director, you have to get rid of someone and put Wiggy in that seat. Who do you I, get rid of? I would I would put me in the morning because I Did you get like rid of it, Mutt? So you get rid of Mutt? No, no, I would keep Mutt. Because you need I like the one thing I will say I do like, I do like the three person radio, three person shows. That to me is a fan. I like that. Because I feel like when you're on with two people, like sometimes you can kinda always you might be able to agree on certain things. I used to say it about uh Felgrim Maz all the time. I used to call Maz the co-signer. Every time I gave him that nickname, you the co-signer. But when there's a third person, there's always a that you uh, that third person will always disagree on something when there's three people, and that's why I've always liked a three person show. I'm not a fan of two person shows. I hate one person shows, um, you know. But I've always I've always liked that, like the Howard Stern dynamic, or you know those three person shows where there are you know there's always like 
you know, and you guys do it. I would say that you guys kind of do it with uh, MHB, Blind Mikey, and DC. You guys kind of do that. That's right. And then yeah. we do the best shows when we are all together, having a back and forth a civil conversation. Right. Don't, don't, don't you feel like it's different when it's just the two of y'all versus when it's three of y'all? Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. I think yeah, that we it stopped, balances we, it out. We stopped doing larger shows because it became unwieldy, and then we found that either the two of kind us kind of like the show I, I don't know if it's the number of people but if it's you get some conflict you get some conversation no no but the, the thing that the thing i told mhb that i'm not a fan of is i'm not a really a fan of the podcasting i like to be sitting across from the people. i know you want to you want to look me in the eye and then give me the death like stare that. You, you're thinking no, you think, no because you know where to you know where to jump in and like you know where to like kind of like the, to me you can really it's like two it's like you know when you ever see battle rapping right it's being there, I know where to jump in. I know what, you know, maybe I see something I might want to spit a certain a verse or something like that. I like that when you're, I can't even see y'all. You know what I mean? I want to ask you, who hates us? The, the Minifans and the Minifan show. What what have you heard oh, about us? And who, who hates us inside that building? Uh, be honest. Come on, be honest, be honest. I, I would say- Zambrano like, does. I, I, the only reason why I think he hates you is because I hear you guys talk about it. Well, but he, but does he does he's not talk about he he right. talks about us clearly. Right. But so how, well, no, I heard you talk. I heard you talk about when he went to the White House, right? Yeah. So like, I, I don't go in there and go, "Hey, Curtis, what do you think of?" Well, what Biden? did you think of Jerry Callahan unfollowing me on Twitter? Well, I didn't know that until you just told. Yeah, me. he just he unfollowed me on Twitter because I uh, I I played that little drop, that little uh, the the fuck you drop at the beginning. I said Jerry Callahan, and then I played a drop that said fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. That one. And that and that and that's being real, one hundred percent real. Like I I would never ask um you know any of those like Curtis or whatever like hey what do you think of this guy or that guy because I mean I don't know okay, like but, the shit like that. But the one time I will be honest, I asked, I said. Hey, I heard you were going on Trash Talk. Uh, yeah, one of the shows because I think I heard it might have been Blind Mike who said, "Yeah, yeah. we're get, trying to." And I said, "Oh, you going on that show?" And then that was he said, uh, "Maybe." And that was it. Oh, jeez, yeah, he backed uh, out. Shit, he I backed out last. We should never. Have, it for we us, should never. We should never have announced it. We never should. This was like I don't know how long ago this was, but but to, like I said, that's the thing. I don't like. Like that, if you you need to have Reamer on because he's the one who goes. Oh, believe searching. me, we've asked him. We're not. We've allowed, asked him. Yeah. We're not allowed, or he's not willing to come on. He's the one who goes. You're searching. the only guy with the balls. Wiggins. That's right. You he's are the, the only guy with the balls. So he's the one who goes searching for the gossip. You know what I mean? Oh, I would love. Like, open invite, Alex. Friend, open invite. If you're really searching for gossip, you are my best friend, Alex. We don't agree on politics, but that's that's you the and one Paul thing Lind. We can agree on. You, you and Paul Lind are his best friends. Oh, that he looks like my nephew. He's an animal. That that that's the that's the honest to God truth. I put that on everything. Like I don't go like searching for gossip. Like, All oh. right, yeah, yeah. Well, you do us a favor. You should. What, what what you want? The next time you're on air with them, just bring us up. Ask them what they think of, during headlines or something. Ask what they think the, of the. The real show. answer for them should be they shouldn't even know we exist. We shouldn't even be a thought in their head. The fact that we are is befuddling to well, me. That, that that's uh, then, then it's like anything else, right? If people if people are talking about you or they they want to know that they know that you're out there. I mean, aren't you making noise? That's what I'm trying to do. Callahan believes in it. So so my problem with Callahan is that I have done nothing but support Jerry. Um, but 
I, as the t- as time has gone on, or as Curtis would say, as time grew, uh, I was I was just I've grown more discontent with the way that things went down and their inability to talk about it. In fact, when by the time this podcast airs, this might not be news, but Callahan tweeted tonight something to the extent of, um, "We're going to talk. We will talk about Kirk tomorrow morning. As always, we'll tell you the truth. We've signed nothing. We've made no deals. We're under no restrictions. We'll be honest. Well, at least I will. Can't be sure about Mutt. We'll find out at six a.m." So I retweeted him. I quote tweeted him and said, and we have Kirk Minahan on the podcast tomorrow, (laughs) dropping at 6 a.m. Listen, (laughs) listen wisely. So, um, but, but here's my, that's, so my problem is, is that again, this will, and we can end with this. I think that Callahan has enough, made enough money. You've seen the car he drives that, and you know where he lives. Callahan has enough money that he does not need, he he could retire tomorrow and it wouldn't matter. I can understand Curtis. I can understand Mm -hmm. Mutt especially, but Jerry Callahan, of all people, should have should have done more, in my opinion, to stick up for Kirk. But maybe the thing is, he don't want to retire. Who he doesn't want out of this business. Then go right? with Kirk. So, go with Kirk, but, or go with God. I don't care. But here's the thing, right? If if maybe you think that by there's no there's no light at the end of the tunnel with going with Kirk, right? And I'm not saying that's what it is, but. Let's just think. There's no light. The guy's probably about to sign a a million dollar contract with Barstool Sports. For all I know, I mean, like, like, of course, there's light. I don't know, but I mean, think about this, right? Barstool is kind of really don't do what he does. Barstool is like surface level. You know, hey, here's my bros. You know, and he and he would do something different. Kirk could come in, and he's the pirate entering the pirate ship to shake. But I don't know if that. I don't know if that that's what their fan base wants. Like I said, for me. Like you get into the to, like the like I said you get into some of the stuff I, uh, I, when I had said like the you know the the lady who, who says only women can you know talk about Captain Marvel like I'm like nah, I'm I'm changing the channel like I right, so I think you know, the whatever. I think the appeal of Kirk at Barstool is not that necessarily the Barstool audience will like him Kirk would bring his audience in and it would right. sort of be like this little war between the Kirk people and the Barstool people and that, that would be, be fun. Right. And but he would have to I think the thing that really he does a great job of is getting into those like mini beefs or beefs with people and he would just have to find that the thing I I will say this is when he does the solo shows like just the podcast eh, whatever right but when he actually has people around that he can like you know talk shit about or they can go back and forth that's when it gets more interesting i know that the enough about me is more a podcast so it's just him really interviewing people there's only been a few times where i think it was maybe the mock uh moroso where it's just kind of like what i think really made kirk good is just him being in an element of just shooting the shit and you know finding what little beefs that he might have or what pisses him off about what this person said or the this person he works with and i think he has to find that and then find the people who are willing to you know who trade punches with him hey, do you have questions I, I, you have questions for us wiggy before we let you get out of here do you have anything that you uh, want to ask yeah, us I, yeah i wanted to ask this question and I, I i would say this what is it that like that you find so appealing about like the whole Kirk situation where you even might mock some of his or, or impersonate some of his mannerisms. Cause I remember you MHB. I remember you kind of sounding a little bit like him. Oh, that's the biggest, biggest compliment you've ever given anybody in their well, entire life. Well, it, like, like a rant. And it was like, you know, and I know that you kind of like shit on Mutt before and saying, Oh, you know, you just want, okay. To who's like- which, okay. Wiggy, whose Kirk impression is better? Mine or Mutt's? 
<laughs> well, I don't think it was really an impression. Oh, I oh come on. Don't do that to me. You can answer. Answer the question. You actually sounded like a man. Exactly. Exactly. So so if you want to bring somebody who's... So there's a difference between imitation and, emula uh -huh. and emulation. Mutt right. is a cheap imitation. I am an emulation of Kirk in the sense that I he's my, you know, he's somebody that we actually have similar personalities. We both okay. are. We both are kind of, I mean... I mean, DC would say that I'm nuts, but I don't think I'm crazy. But we both are kind of angry. We both nuts. are we right, both are I'm high energy. About, Mutt is the I'm opposite. Talking, Mutt is a right, bro not, lifter, creatine drinking, steroid shooting, horse racing, I, bestiality not, junkie. That's who Mutt is. So. Right, but I'm not talking about your your beliefs and how maybe you might agree with him on some of the says. I'm actually like saying like some of the things that you, the way you say it will sound oh. like him. So I'm like, and I understand like say like that's yeah like you know the, like you know, like the shit that he does like that and i don't know is that like it's just funny just, i don't know it's just funny okay. i think it's funny like yeah well, clearly clearly I'm, I'm ripping on off yeah clearly i'll cop right. to that 100 percent. and the same way because i'm a howard stern fan the same way he rips off that's stern. that's what i like about kirk that makes me howard stern if yeah. kirk rips off howard stern i rip off kirk i am howard stern that's the that's yeah, the logic i, I live and I, and I used to like howard stern i lived for howard stern and that's why i like him to answer your question, Wiggy, not to speak for MHB, but people accuse me of the same thing. But I think it's because uh, we listen to Kirk so much, thousands and, of hours, and respect him, and respect him so much that you kind in listening, you kind of pick up stuff like that. But also, it's if if you're gonna emulate or imitate, as you would say, uh, anyone, wouldn't it be the best in the business? And that would be Kirk, and pretty much well, all no, of I, our opinion. I, 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 like I said, I, I think I like some of the stuff that he does, but for me, I, I always am like. Show me something different. You know what I mean? That that that's my my thing. So I don't know what's kind of you like, you know, doing it as a joke or what you really like trying to emulate him and sound like him because you know he's good at what he does. And it, if he can do it, then you you know what I'm trying to say? Wait, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think anyone is purposely mimicking him. I like that's why I said I like yeah. what you guys do from listening to the shows because it's what he used to do. Um but it's a little bit worse. Now. It's worse, but it's, 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 it's but it's fine. You can say that it's not. It's a shitty. I, I it's a shitty version of what Kirk did, no. and that's passing. Yeah. So we are. Right. I'd rather do a shitty version of what Kirk did than do what you guys are doing in the morning. Right, right. But I, w I wouldn't say it's a shitty version because I wouldn't like. I give him credit for doing what he does, but I'm not like yo. He's the end all be all. I'm like I just think that. Some of the stuff that you do is entertaining. Do you, how can but, you how can you make your show better? Is what I want to say. How can you make your show better? Give me an idea. Give me a tangible idea because I don't think it's mutt slides and I don't think it's. I just what is what is it that we can do to make your show I, better? I, I for me personally, I think you know part of the the. It depends on what people want. What right? people want, and, I can tell you what people don't want. People don't want Mutt being this character. I like Mutt. I think he's a nice well, that, guy. But, but he's been railroaded. He, I've, I've heard enough. I've heard enough. 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 Though. Enough. Enough. I've heard enough of Mutt doing his gambling routine, and I've heard enough of quarter, quarter, varsity quarterback Curtis giving me another goddamn alcohol drinking joke. Enough. Done. Be done with it. Right. I'm over it. But it's over. But you don't. But you Especially don't. When Curtis is an alcoholic. You, you don't. You don't like. You don't like that. And I understand. Nobody that. does. People hate Mutt. People used to love Mutt, and now they hate him. Right. But I. Think, you know the worm has turned, right? Well, I think. Yeah, I think when you look at it, you have to. And that's why I asked you the thing. For me, it's about you. Be you. 
you being different. When I say you, whoever you are as a on, on the radio. So so here's the being... so here's the thing. Kirk is different because no one else sounds like him. Mutt is not somebody that is he's not he's not somebody that's compelling and his little act right now is not funny. Like, do you not do you not agree with that? That like it's 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 beating a dead horse at this point. No pun intended for Mutt, but it is beating a dead horse. It's it's the same joke over and over and over again. Well, but that you got that's the thing. I don't sit in with the show me for me if I was gonna they don't, do they I do gonna... show meetings? Yeah, they do them afterwards. But for me, if I was gonna sit in there, I would be like, "Listen, cut it, it out, Mike. Yeah, we gotta cut it out. We, we we find what it is that who you really are." And I've always said this: for me, I'm the same dude on the air that you hear off the There's air. There's no so Jerry has a place that he can go where he can get legitimately angry, and I've seen it. I think that you have that too, but I think that you're also a guy that likes to have fun, which I like. But you right. also you're also an instigator, which I respect. Right. I've not seen Mike comes across very very disingenuous to me. Comes across as somebody that is trying very very hard. I respect that he's trying, but it's just not. He's not trying. To, it, it's not working in a way that's connecting with listeners. And I think show that, me well, you how know, you, you wiggle know, in you, those jeans. You know what? Another thing that kind of might have hurt him a little bit is he's making his 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 transition or evolution into what it he's is. Transitioning is. There's an activist that does not want to hear that, Wiggy. Well, you know, everybody transitions in some way, right? (laughs) So I think the thing that might have been a little hiccup for him was the mutt uh, fake rage, right? Because Kurt used to to do it all the time. Yeah. Right? Kurt used to just all of a sudden, I don't want nobody walking in the hallways. And if I was on the show, I'd be like, man, please, people walk in the hallways, right? Mm -hmm. So... Maybe and then, he but it came sounds in genuine and, with Kirk. With Mutt, it sounds right. But, but Mutt, because Mutt's you're, a you're nice follow- guy. He's a nice guy, but, right? And you're following somebody that was unique. But be yourself, you know? Mutt. I'm fine. You're you're a dumb jock, normal, regular, everyday guy. That might not make for great radio, but it's at least better than. I putting think it's on- Mutt's fault. The whole the whole show talks down to him. Like he's the, that's I, true. I, I, he's become the punching bag, and he's, he his name is that. on the show. His name is on the show. And Wiggy, you come in and bitch slap him around. If I was Mutt and you came Curtis in, too. if you came into my show, Wiggy, and did that, I would I would I would I would cuss you out of the studio. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would go right back at you. Like, I understand that, but he has that's to stand up he's not doing. But not Mutt's not doing that. Is my bag. point. Right. Mutt's not doing right. that. Mutt's not doing that. Mutt is not cussing you out of the studio. Mutt is sitting there and taking it, and he's laughing. Oh, ha ha, Curtis! Oh, you got me again. That's right. I'm such a bad dad. Oh, he's a bad dad. Oh, he drinks too much. Oh, I'm a bad dad. I'm a gambler. But this is what I will say. It's like in this business, right? You got to try to you 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 got when you're when you're on the ground floor and you're trying to climb that ladder. You gotta figure. You gotta do whatever. Climb what? His name is on the show. What ladder? He's at the top already. He's a morning drive number one market host. But but do you think he feels like no? uh, uh, That's the key. He doesn't feel that. Right. So in order, you he has to find that and 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 find that. I don't think he's gonna find it at this point. He had a chance in middays. He was on at nights. He was on. It's like Kirk. And think about this, right? I and I and I Kirk used to be on on the weekends talking about the boring X's and O's. But he made a transition at a certain point quicker than Mutt right, has. Right. He he got his opportunity, and when he got that opportunity, he did something different with it, right? And then he took advantage of it, and he evolved in, and he transitioned into a different element, right? A different person of of what you heard on the weekends or what he used to be on Comcast Sports, right? You know, hey, let's Fred Toucher, let's have a sports trivia contest. Oh, don't bring that up. No, no, but, but, but that's don't you dare does. do that. <laughs> so, so, so now you, now you have to, and I think Mutt is trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? If Mutt is the so, nice guy, then just be the nice guy. Be the best nice guy you can be. But that's what you, but that's what you got to be able to find out for you. You know what I mean? If he hasn't found it at this point, and he's had twenty different versions, 
I don't think he has the confidence to find it. And that makes well, me sad. Only Right, but time will tell, and then management will have to make a decision on everything. The end of the yeah, day. and I hope they you don't scapegoat I mean? him because that would be incredibly unfair. Nah, I mean, like I said, I, I like him, I, you know, but I, like I said, I listen to a lot of shit, you know, so. But I appreciate the time, boys. This was fun, Wiggy. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Wiggy fan now. Yeah, I am too. You were actually great to give us so much of your time. I really appreciate it. And no uh, this was actually a lot of fun and good conversation. So, uh, and hopefully it'll do good for you because I, I feel like it will. I think that you are could change some people's minds about you on the show because I think that I get, I have I have to say as much shit as I'll give the morning show. I've got a ton of respect that you got the balls to come on here, be honest and talk about it. I think that's awesome. So I really appreciate it. All right, if we're ready, we'll go in three. It's Jermaine. Jermaine. Somebody put Jerome up there. Wait. Oh. <laughs> That's me. It just tells me you, you haven't been around many black people. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? DC grew up in the hood. He grew up in the apartment complexes in East Long Meadow. Wilbraham? No, it was Wilbraham. Listen, uh, my friends. Jerome is like the go to black man. I, I don't even know why I did that. Sure, but I don't know what it was. It was like, sure. Uh, my apologies. Right. Don't worry about it. Jerome's in the house. Jerome's in the house. All right.